0: Hi everybody and welcome to Will this be on the test. I'm Maddie and I'm Austin. And we're here today to talk about some things you should have learned in school but didn't learn, didn't learn fully or didn't learn correctly. And sometimes we talk about I don't know, when do we got we got to see we saw a movie before you told you that. Yeah, we saw the movie. God, what day is it? (laughs) Uh, I actually saw an article earlier about how COVID has messed with our ability to conceptualize time. And I already rode the struggle bus on that one. I was telling Austin yesterday, it's funny, I have no idea how much time is passing. I am late to everything. But if somebody asks you what time it is... I can always tell them what time it is within about five minutes. Like
1: Days of the week are gone for me. Oh, uh, it's been raining a lot here because we're talking about the weather because we're that exciting, but it flooded down our street and that was kind of fun.
0: I did go to a restaurant for the first time in over a year. I'm
1: so jealous. I got to
0: see some friends of mine, and it was so exciting and also terrifying because uh, I am. I've spent the last year kind of scared. I've had a lot of lung issues my entire life, uh, probably pretty much since I was probably eight. Yeah. But definitely since I was twelve, I've had a lot a lot of lung problems. So this last year has been really really scary for me. I mean, when people would get a cold, I would get bronchitis. When people would get bronchitis, I would get pneumonia. I once had a time where I went to urgent care and they looked at my lungs and then they just said, I need you to come with me. And so I went to the x ray room and he points at it and he goes, Do you see this? And I said, Yeah. He goes, This guy's like 80 years old. He was ancient. He goes, This is the biggest pneumonia I have ever seen. How are you not currently hospitalized? And I was just, I couldn't stop working because I was a teacher. And the only reason I went to urgent care is because I flat out fainted at school. But I also realized that since I stopped being a teacher, I haven't been sick once. So uh, maybe we should fund our schools better, let teachers take time to go to the doctor, and maybe clean those HVAC systems. Yeah, it's really...
1: I didn't get sick last year either. Weird. Weird that. I
0: haven't been sick in two years. Lucky you. And you know how sick I always was. I mean, I get, you know, stomach aches and food stuff like everybody it does. It was but...
1: amazing. It was like when she was teaching drama and doing plays, she'd do her play, do her play. Then the weekend after that, she would get deathly ill and be sick for like a week. What's as funny, soon though, as the play was over. Every was, time. It
0: wasn't just me. It was the kids. Every single time. Because I feel like there probably was mold in that theater, yeah. and so we had like this pact. It's like we'll like we can't get sick until after the show, and like we would all joke about this because we knew it was coming. And the Monday after the show closed, I'd say at least a third of the cast would be out sick. Not because they were tired, but because whatever we, had been in the space we were in finally caught up with us. We finally couldn't power through anymore. I tried to take a personal day the Monday after most times. And
1: meanwhile, she's, like, going to restaurants, not being Restaurant singular. Restaurant singular. She's going to restaurant, and I have just been, like, at home, working from home today with, like, same old, same old. So she's having all the excitement, and I'm trying not to be jealous, but
0: I'm a little bit jealous. Which is funny, considering my topic today. You gave me a good segue there, my friend.
1: Oh, boy. Let's go ahead and keep rolling with this segue, and hopefully we don't go over a cliff.
0: He just ruined the segue.
1: I think cliffs ruined segues.
0: You know, the founder of Segway died because he went off a cliff on a Segway. I know that's why I said that. Anyway, today I am exploring another one of those does this exist psychological things.
1: Oh, I thought we were talking about a cryptid again.
0: I mean, I guess you could consider these cryptids because of the percentages that are believed to exist if they do exist. Ooh,
1: okay, that's... I'm on
0: board. I like these topics because of how much of our understanding, they show how much of our understanding of the human mind can change over time and with what we learn. Uh, I've done this type of topic before with the bystander effect. I can't remember if we called that the bystander effect or the Kitty Genovese episode. And I also did it with Stockholm Syndrome. And I have talked about the Barnum effect in the past, although it wasn't a whole episode. Today, I am talking about introverts and extroverts.
1: You mean the thing that work is obsessed with that they will never stop talking about?
0: Yes. And I'm going to talk about why we shouldn't do that.
1: Oh, thank God. Someone needs to stop them.
0: And who better to stop them than an extreme introvert? <laughs> yeah, I'm an introvert and I probably until COVID often was an extrovert. Yeah, I was like, in terms I, of how much that's real, but I'll talk about yeah, that a minute. Like,
1: when when you do those like introvert extrovert test thing, I was like hovering around like fifty one or fifty two percent either way, depending on the day. Like then we did it again recently, and I was like much more introverted after a year of not seeing people.
0: And the thing is, being in that fifty fifty area is the norm, and there is not a t- and there is a term for that.
1: Is it called human?
0: It's called ambivert. Ambivert, in other words, human. That's
1: the, that's a disgusting name. I see why they don't do it. Ambivert. That's just not fun.
0: Sounds like Amber Alert. Yeah. Maybe it's because, uh, unlike introverts and extroverts, I was gonna make a very off color. I'll just finish it because I'm I'm already in it. Maybe it's because unlike introverts and extroverts, they haven't really found themselves. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I love amber alerts. You should, and one thing I will say about humanity is whenever the amber alert sound goes off on phones and you're in public, you will see everybody look at their phone, look up, and then start looking out the windows every time because people actually do care. And I'm not making fun of the idea that children are kidnapped, but my brain goes to the bad place.
1: So I will get like the amber alert stuff on my phone the same time as everyone else. But when it comes to like severe weather alerts, I get it like five to 10 minutes after my coworkers. And I feel like someone somewhere is trying to have me killed via extreme weather. Go on.
0: (laughs) So unless you have zero access to the internet, chances are you know if you're an introvert or an extrovert because you, at some point, have taken these quizzes. The same goes if you have been at a workplace that does these things been in a classroom that does these things or taken a psych class, chances are at some point you have done these. A few weeks ago, maybe it was last week, you'll remind me in a second, Austin talked about Freud.
1: Yes, that was like four weeks ago. I don't know. Time has no meaning. We've been over this.
0: And we briefly mentioned Carl Jung, who has, Austin says, has been largely discredited. I don't know about enough about Jung to actually talk about that, but I will say he uh, defined introvert and extrovert for the first time. These are his words. However, He defined them differently than we do. Introversion is an attitude type characterized by orientation in life through psychic contents. It doesn't mean psychic like, you know, I can talk to the dead. It means more mental type contents. And then extroversion is an attitude type characterized by concentration of interest on the external object. Basically, it had less to do with other people than it does with yourself. Were you more Uh, introspected, introspective. You'll be more interested in your inner life, or are you more interested in the things that are happening around you? Where do you get your, where what do you find more interesting? And it's not yourself and others, which sounds very different. It's what do you find thought experiments more interesting, or do you find like what's around you more interesting. Other personality typing psychologists have taken the idea on and turned the words into something more akin to comfort levels around people. Do you get your energy from others or do you recharge by being your, by yourself? No matter which version you look at though, from young onward, almost none of these people say there's a binary. Unlike the ones that talk to you at work and in school about which one you are and that, and therefore this is how you're going to best function. No actual professionals say that this is a defined binary. Which is interesting because brain chemistry and structure become involved in a minute. Oh, joy. Here's the thing, though. And I've talked about this in the past. We oversimplify. We take an idea and we turn it into something that can't have a gray area. Jung himself said that introverted and extroverted personalities exist in everyone. Just in many cases, one is more dominant. And then he later said that the majority of people are neither of these. That these are extremes of... Everybody has both, but to fully identify as one or the other is an extreme and a rarity by comparison with the ambiverts. Some people still manage to think of it as a continuum, not a spectrum, where in order for you to be one, you have to, for lack of a better phrase, like score high on that side and score low on the other one. And it's static and it can't change. Yeah. These people are wrong. These are the people who define you in a way that is not appropriate, given the fact that they are not licensed therapists of any sort. But if something isn't black and white, does that mean it's not real?
1: Ooh. I mean, conceptually, we have troubles doing that. It's like, oh, yeah, this it's either this or that. There's not a, like, it's kind of that. It's our brains aren't so good at that.
0: Yes. We are not really good at deciding if something is real, if we can't prove it is or isn't. Unless it's religion for some reason.
1: Oh, yeah. Then we're all about that. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, he... there's a boat with animals on it. That makes total sense. <laughs>
0: So if something isn't black and white, in terms of even psychology, does that make it not real? Let's see what these things have come to mean. Though it wasn't Jung's original meaning, we now generally accept that the words relate not to the inner self, but how we interact with other humans. The basic idea is that extroverts thrive on social interaction and are energized by it. While well, introverts are exhausted by social interaction, not that we don't like it, it's just that it does tire us out very quickly. And we are re-energized by being alone. It's been further clarified that introverts don't necessarily dislike people. They just need more time alone than extroverts do. Just like extroverts don't necessarily like people, they just like being around them. And in some cases, being the center of attention, like like uh, Austin's grandpa. He, uh, that lit- was the ma- most intro extroverted person I've ever met, I think. Oh,
1: my God. L- literal conversation. We were talking about someone else around him. And he just interrupts and just flat out says, can we talk about me now? (laughs) Like just
0: the madman. And extroverts don't necessarily never want to be alone. In fact, many of them are like, you know what, I'm kind of just done with people for a minute and they want to be alone, too. So those are kind of the socially understood versions. However, uh, WebMD says that between one third and one half of people in the U.S. are introverts, but other places completely go against this. No matter what, it kind of looks like extroverts might be the minority of the minority.
1: They're just louder. It's like idiots on Facebook. There's not a lot of them. They just are pro... They just talk a lot.
0: Now, scientists don't know for sure why people are introverts and extroverts, what we do know though is that introvert and extrovert brains. Now remember, these are people who are having to self-define as introvert and extrovert. There is not an actual scientific test. This is not like a blood test. You can't you don't have introvert, extrovert blood types. These are people who identify as this, which makes this actual these results even more interesting. Introvert and extrovert brains react differently to dopamine. In general, we think of dopamine as a good thing, and it kind of is. It's a chemical that turns on the part of your brain that's capable of feeling rewarded or feeling pleasure. And while introverts and extroverts have the same amount of dopamine, introverts' brains get exhausted by it. It actually has not quite a sedative effect, more like a gut-punched-in-the-face effect. While extroverts are genuinely energized by it and keep needing that dopamine rush.
1: It's like, yeah, yeah, give me some more dopamine. I need to... Talk
0: to more strangers. Additionally, introverts tend to have more blood flow to the frontal lobe than extroverts do. Your frontal lobe is the area that makes decisions <gasps> and helps you solve problems. Extroverts have less blood flowing to that part of their brain than introverts do. It's probably because
1: extroverts are the problem the introverts are trying to solve.
0: I'll actually get into that in a minute. <gasps> no, I'm... yeah. And I'll also be talking more about extrovert brains here in a second, but I'm going to start with some introverts. What we also know is that there isn't an all or nothing approach to any of this. No one is 100% an extrovert or 100% an introvert. Oh my God.
1: Like if someone wasn't 100% extrovert, they would be a sociopath. Like they would be the most exhausting, terrifying person alive. If
0: there is a person who is a 100% extrovert, we have met them.
1: Oh, yes. I'm not how sure much of that is extroversion and how much of that is cocaine.
0: Hi, our listeners who know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then there is, of course, the ambiverts. Most people kind of fall in that range. Typically, though, introverts fall into four categories. These are the social introverts, which uh, are basically exactly what you think of, the ones who like small groups and quiet settings. The anxious anxious introverts the ones who are legitimately uncomfortable around other human beings i don't know how this is different from social anxiety disorder and it probably actually isn't which makes terms like introvert and extrovert even more dangerous because guys if you are legitimately afraid to be around people go get help that is not an introvert yeah. thing like you and this is as somebody who needed that help go get help uh restrained and inhibited introverts they're not so it's not so much about social interaction these people who take a long time to respond it's not that they're ignoring you these are the one we were just talking about a person we went to high school with who d- was very smart didn't say much but when they did say something you listened that is this person these are the people who take a very long time and choose their words and actions very carefully and honestly if you're an extrovert you're probably not doing that
1: <laughs> no it's like you just you're
0: just ready you're ready to go right now they're
1: the, very much the talk less smile more yes the except Aaron Burrs.
0: they're not going to kill alexander hamilton you don't know and then there are the thinking introverts who are the daydreamers and they get stuck in their thoughts. Again, though, if you find yourself getting stuck in your thoughts, you can't get pulled out of them. Go seek help. This is, I'm not saying you have something wrong with you, but it's always best to find out. Extroverts, on the other hand, fall into two subtypes. Agentic, which means persistent and achievement focused. And affiliative, meaning social and friendly. While introverts have more blood flow to the frontal cortex, extroverts have more gray matter in the medial orbitofrontal cortex, which is related to making decisions based on the rewards you will get for them. While this is true, both types agentic extroverts also have extra gray matter in places connecting learning, behaviors, and planning with rewards. So
1: all, it's all about the Benjamins. It
0: is all about the Benjamins with extroverts. Now, again, this sounds like I'm dissing extroverts and I've already said it's not. These are actual studies that I read. And also,
1: I like, I'm guessing it's also like not just like actual rewards like, oh boy, oh boy, uh, I'm completing this maze. I'm getting cheese rewards like also like intrinsic rewards like, oh, cool, that's
0: neat. Or I did something good. Well, we've got the affiliative ones who pretty much have the gray matter in one spot And so they get this reward from I'm around people, I'm around people, I'm around people, I'm around people, I'm around people. And then there are the agentic ones who are the persistent achievement-focused ones. They have the gray matter in different areas. This kind of comes down to the uh, sticker chart issue.
1: Oh, sticker charts.
0: You Remember when you were a kid and your teacher or your parents might have had a sticker chart, and when you did something good, you got a sticker? And I'm kind of curious to know if extroverts, people who grew up to be extroverts, got a lot more out of those and were a more likely to behave when they had those. Because agentic ones seek, that their brains seek the reward from behaviors, like their own behaviors, their own decisions. So like a sticker chart, I picked up my toys, I get a sticker. So I get a reward. Where the affiliated ones are just like... I don't need it. I don't need to have done something good. I just get to be around people and this is awesome. That said, I'm making agentic ones sound bad. These are people who are excellent leaders. These are people who do a really good job of like getting groups to function. And they are not, none none of these types ambiverts, extroverts, or introverts need to be the winner by default. And in fact, introverts can also be excellent leaders. Uh, They tend to be more likely to want to be on the same level. As their subordinates. They want to be there tend to be more like we're on a team. It's
1: more egalitarian, not like
0: Yeah. Where extroverts and ambiverts tend to be more, I'm your boss, you are my subordinate. Not in a bad way necessarily. Those are assholes, not ambiverts or extroverts. Assholes
1: hey, are different. Assholes can I mean, be extroverts can be too.
0: Yeah, but... assholes can also be introverts. <laughs> uh anyway. I got a little off topic there. So we have brain scans showing that people who identify as extroverts and introverts may have their brains formed differently, and we don't know why. Were they born this way? Was this the result of their experiences? Or is this a self-fulfilling prophecy? I mentioned earlier that even Carl Jung determined that introverts and extroverts are the extremes. Most will fall firmly in the middle, the ambivert area. This has been confirmed by psychologists who, again, like I said, the WebMD one said that introverts make up uh, one-third to 50% of the population. They all – not WebMD, but another set of studies shows that ambiverts are probably around one-half of the population. So if ambiverts are about one-half to two-thirds of the population is what these studies said – and introverts are one third to one half of the population. Who are these extroverts?
1: They don't exist. They're just a boogeyman to get us to leave parties early before the intro- extrovert shows up and ruins everything.
0: Yeah, that's why I always leave parties before Austin shows up.
1: How rude! <laughs> we even went over the fact that I am well. I'm a, okay. Uh, I pull, I had a staff meeting. In which we were all in the same room. And like, I almost cried because I was around a lot of people. So I might be more of an extrovert than I'm letting on. <laughs> but it's, oh, yeah.
0: You cried because you're around a lot of people because you were happy to be around a lot of people? Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, it's people. I Meanwhile, I'm over here like, please don't ever open an office here. Please don't make me go back to an office. I want to stay home alone forever with my cats. I mean, I've been more productive and yeah. my mental health has way improved. Other than the fact that 2020 was a dumpster fire,
1: oh man,
0: it's like two separate brains happened in 2020.
1: It's she she diverged. There's actually two different Maddies now. Uh, we're calling them Maddie Prime and Maddie Alpha because they both insisted on being first. They're actually both the same.
0: One of them is this Maddie. The other one escaped from the back room those of you who are on the Twitter or on the Reddit know what I'm talking about. And you're not so stable to escape from the back room. So I have her locked in a closet right now because I don't know what she's going to do.
1: She is currently furiously annotating stuff. I had to get her her own annotation kit to keep her satisfied.
0: Yes, but she doesn't have a book. So I'm not sure what she's annotating. It's kind of terrifying.
1: It's just all over the walls. I took a picture of it, but my phone only shows static when I try and open it.
0: That's actually probably that accurate. I have not told Austin what the back room theory is yet. So (laughs)
1: Okay, good, good, because I am just, I'm going along with
0: it. So Austin and I will talk, uh, because that's a whole other topic. Oh, Oh, good. It is not the same thing as the backdoor theory, which is the whole multiverse thing, which I have considered talking about before. Anyway, so just because a group, the ambiverts, is the majority doesn't mean they're the only. As far as I can tell, even the articles by professionals saying the whole thing is a myth are clickbait. When you get into the actual article, I'm talking about articles in like Psychology Today, These are real articles with real people talking. Just somebody put a clickbait title on them. For instance, a piece by Arnie Kozak, PhD for Psychology Today, was called There is no such thing as an introvert or extrovert. However, that was not what he was saying. His argument is that the words are verbs, not nouns, and that humans aren't any one thing to begin with. We're always growing. We're always changing. And while we we might recognize introverted or extroverted parts of our personalities and even take ownership and pride in them, we cannot let them define us. We cannot be an introvert or an extrovert. We can have introvert or extrovert traits. You behave in a way that is introverted you experience extroversion. They are verbs, not nouns when it comes to people. That was his argument. This is actually something I came across a few times in my research, kind of a, I think, therefore I am, but it's more, I am what I think I am.
1: So it's kind of like the Popeye theory of I am's what I am's.
0: No, that was just correct. And then he would eat, he would eat some like spinach and then beat the shit out of a big guy named Bruno or something. Drew. I don't think that's right. Doesn't sound uh... right.
1: Excuse me. Uh, I am the preeminent Popeye scholar. Um, it's on my website. No one's challenged me yet. So it has to be true.
0: You can find it on at AustinsIntoPopeye.Angelfire.com.
1: It's .org. I couldn't get on the .com. <laughs>
0: So when we take a personality test or read our horoscope or whatever, we tend to apply things to our own lives. I've talked about this in the past. It's called the Barnum effect. We want to be able to see ourselves as something. We want to define ourselves. Having a definition for ourselves makes life a little simpler and more straightforward, and that's normal. But Some psychologists are truly worried about things like this. When you decide your personality lines up with one thing or another, you start, uh, this is a theory, obviously, you start to make sure it does. So if you decide you're an introvert, you start making your decisions through the lens of what would an introvert do, not what do I want to do? The same goes with extroverts. What would an extrovert do, not what do I want to do? This is worrisome to professionals who fall into this line of thinking because it's a fixed mindset. You are this. You will always be this. End of story. You can't learn new skills, coping mechanisms, behaviors, or find new things that you like. A fixed mindset's opposite is a growth mindset, which if you have kids in school or you are a teacher you know all about, the basic goal of which is to learn from your experiences, become better at things, and enjoy life more.
1: So in other words the ex- the extrovert is like I have to go to this party instead of study because I'm an extrovert it's going to help me.
0: Exactly. And
1: the introverts are said, "Oh my god, you want me to go to a place with things? No."
0: Yeah, or no matter how blaming things on blaming things in your astrological sign. Oh, well, you know, I'm a Gemini or I'm a Pisces or I'm a Sagittarius, so of course I do this. Although I'll tell you, I'm a Pisces, and all these memes that are like the Pisces in the corner crying, I'll tell you what, bitches, most of my friends in middle school were Pisces. It was like a weird little thing that we were all born around the same time. We all would have gladly kicked everyone's asses. So go fuck yourselves with that whole crying in a corner thing. We will not be the final girls, but we will be the ones who go down so the final girl can make it. Okay.
1: So uh, I, I used to think that, like, you know, astrology was bullshit. Then I found out that Sagittarius, my sign, was actually a centaur archer, which is just insane. So I'm kind of on board with it a little bit now, but I've also learned nothing else.
0: I'm a pair of fish
1: yeah, you get to be two fish. I am
0: maybe that's why there's another me from the back room. Yeah. So, like she's just the other fish. Yeah, she's the
1: other fish. Which explains the gills.
0: So when you have this fixed mindset, you start to self-limit. You actually when you define yourself even as an extrovert, which means that you are more likely to go out and experience things, you are less likely to like truly experience them because you feel like you have to. And you feel and you are not able to get the same amount of like learning and enjoyment that you might otherwise get. This is not saying don't if, like if you want to go out and do something, go do it. If you don't want to go out and do something, sometimes still go do it. Yeah, but it's
1: you gotta you gotta push those boundaries. You gotta be more comfortable with things that make you uncomfortable. Like I also really to an hate. Extent.
0: I really hate that whole thing. It's like just say yes to everything idea. Because, you know, that's how you end up learn... in a cult. Like, that is how you end up in a cult. That is how you end up murdered. That's how you end up killing somebody. Because, like, you get, you know, you meet up with somebody like, hey, you want to go on a murder spree? Well, you, you already agreed to the self-help book that said to t- say yes to everything this year. So, it's like, hey,
1: you want to try some heroin, kids? Don't do heroin. Also, no one's just going to give you heroin. That's crazy. Heroin's really
0: expensive. Also, chances are nobody's ever going to actually pressure you into doing drugs. That, like, I was offered weed a lot in high school, and I would just say, no, thank you. And they'd be like, cool, this was expensive anyway, more for me. Nobody actually cares if you do drugs other than, you know, the police and probably you later if you get too far into it. (laughs) So uh, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. But also don't believe those videos that say everybody's going to make you do drugs. So that's one of the theories. It's not so much that introverts or extroverts don't exist, but they're becoming more common because they've decided to become more common. What? Yeah. I know that there was like
1: a book that was like the pop psychology book about like the power of introverts or something, and I can't remember it. But everyone at work was talking about it because they decided they were all introverts one day, and now they're all back to being extroverts. It's very strange.
0: Yeah, and I'll talk about how I've determined that I'm an introvert here in a minute, and it was not a. I'm going to behave in an introverted way. It was, I woke up one day and was like, oh fuck. Uh, I lean more towards this idea that introversion and extroversion tend to be the result of lived experience. While I'm absolutely sure ambiverts are the norm because most people have had relatively normal lives. If they didn't, there would be no concept of normal. They're probably, you know, sometimes want to hang out, sometimes I don't. That's what an ambivert is. As with everything else, the way you learn has a lot. The way you learn and what you learn has a lot to do with, you know, how you turn out. So I took this introvert extrovert quiz for the first time when I was 18. I was in a college psych class and I took this quiz. I was 49% extrovert and 51% introvert. I was the ambivert. This is well within the realm of the ambivert. As time has gone on and other things have changed, the introvert side has taken over. Austin, When Austin and I jokingly did this quiz the other day, I was up to about 80% introvert. If I did the same quiz tomorrow, it'd probably be a different number because we're not static creatures. That said... I actually do think that without me defining myself as an introvert, because like I said, I was the ideal ambivert when I did this quiz and then I did not do another one for probably a decade, I became less and less confident in my social skills. And I'm not going to go into all the shit that contributed to that. But let's just say from 17 to 27, I was consistently made to feel that I did not belong in society with others and so on and so forth. So I turned that inward, decided it was my fault, which it was not. And folks listening, do not let anybody make you feel that way. And so I've come out on the other side, but I still have this lived experience that makes me much more comfortable being alone than with other people. And I'm still working on building back up the confidence that allows me to go back to being the ambivert. I am still not great at it. And I still, and I think it's okay, prefer being alone. Because it's not that I don't like people other than that one person. It's that I I like being by myself. And actually, that was a hard thing to learn because not only was I told for 10 years, you know, you don't belong in society, but also you don't belong with you. And I'm going to make sure that you're always, you know, monitored. I'm getting real close to the truth here. Oh. <laughs> and um, so right after that, I went on a road trip by myself and I realized. I'm kind of awesome. I like me. Like I just spent like hey. nine hours on the road by myself, and I didn't get bored. Other, and that's not just because my car almost crashed. I almost died. I do mean my car almost crashed. Not I almost crashed my car, because we had a um, cloud burst and a gust of wind at the same time, and the car on the highway went across the highway. It was not great. Yeah, I I like
1: you too. You're very likable. So, but I've gone, and yeah, we can we have at least like. 17 people who regularly listen to us. So, yeah. Man, we are very popular people.
0: It's like I've gotten further and further into this introvert behavior realm. But like I said, I didn't take a quiz during that time. So at no point did I decide I was an introvert. In fact, I was surprised on that when I was 18 that I came out slightly more introvert than extrovert. I was like that's weird.
1: Yeah, it's true. And I did meet you because you yelled at me from the theater stage. Yeah,
0: you met me because I yelled at you from a the theater stage. And then you come up to talk to me and I didn't run away because I was, like, happy to talk to people. Guys, learned experience has a lot of effect on you. Be aware of yourself. And also, when you notice somebody is being fucked over, tell them. Like, I don't care what the consequences are. Just tell them. And so while anecdotes aren't evidence, people will invariably tell you that their lived experiences have shaped their behaviors. As the professional above said, introvert and extrovert should be thought of as verbs, not nouns. Introvert, extrovert, ambivert, probably closer to a set of behaviors than a full-blown identity that's unchangeable like your DNA. In fact, most things are changeable as you experience things and time passes. Like the day I took that quiz the other day when I got the 80% introvert, I was having a very bad day where I had decided that I hate humanity and I don't want to deal with anyone ever again. So of course I fell into 80% introvert. Today, I'm feeling a little better. I'd probably be closer to like 70%. Your mood has a major effect on this too. So the reason I opted to go with this topic this week is because the world is reopening and I've seen article after article after article about whether those who identify as introverts or extroverts are looking forward to the world reopening whether they think they'll handle it well, things like that. And I'll say this past year has been great for my introvert side because it's actually let me look at it and go, hmm, okay, this is why I like being alone. This is when I don't like being alone. Like it's let me have this kind of experience. And it's also let me not be on every single day. Like I can sit there and only like and I can type all day long and communicate with anybody I want to all day long. It's not the same as sitting in an office and having people looking at you. Not that people were staring at me, but you know, maybe they were, but I, I don't know what everybody was doing. But <laughs> It's a very different thing. So I've kind of learned over the last year, you know, a little bit better about who I am, a little bit better about how I handle things. My brain, I feel, has healed a little bit, which I am not trying to negate how much tragedy has happened in the last year, because I'll tell you, it's fucked me up a lot. But my brain has healed from other psychic injuries, using the word for Carl Young's word, psychic injuries, meaning injuries to your psyche.
1: So wait, that's not from when you got attacked by Carrie at the prom?
0: No, or the ghost in my office that you saw me like dealing yeah. with yesterday.
1: It's like, just just throw some salt around and start- I don't-
0: our ghost is fine. It didn't- it doesn't bother me. Although I think it's in my office right now because I walked past my office when we were coming up to record and I was like, good thing I don't need to go to my office because I think it's occupied and just kept walking. <laughs>
1: Maybe our ghost's an introvert and it really just wants us out of the house for a little bit.
0: Our ghost is locking my office window. I don't know if it's trying to keep me in or trying to keep something out, but either way- <laughs> So I am anxious about the world reopening, not because I don't wanna see people, because I'm afraid of us returning to a world of social obligation. We're saying no to invitations without a hard excuse is at best frowned upon. Where we tell people, like, we tell people all the time that no is a complete sentence. We tell them this. When somebody asks you on a date and you say no, you don't have to give a reason. If somebody asks, if somebody says, I wanna have sex with you and you say no, you don't have to give a reason. But if somebody says, let's go get coffee, but it's not a date, apparently you're not allowed to say no unless you have a valid reason. And that's what makes me nervous about the world reopening is no longer having a consistent, valid excuse to say no, because there are times where I just can't. I need that time to kind of sit in my house and stare into the void. And usually, like, because if I wait too long to do that, the void starts to stare back. Yeah. And I'm not alone in this, both with introverts and extroverts. It is not just introverts who are afraid of this. One thing I came across in several articles is, uh, I already said that, introverts and extroverts agree we that we have a lot of unnecessary expectations for others and ourselves, whether it be agreeing to every invitation or even working in an office every day when you have the type of job you can do from home. In fact, Extroverts, as much as introverts, if not more in some studies, want to continue working from home. If they like, And nobody, most people, not nobody, most people are willing to go back in the office a few days a week. But overall, people have discovered that working from home tends to work for them, including extroverts, because they have more control over their time and they can choose a little bit more who they talk to. And everybody's exhausted by small talk. You are lying if you say you love small talk.
1: I have forgotten how to do small talk.
0: I hope everyone has. We never have to do oh, it again. It's,
1: it's so embarrassing. Like someone's like, I hadn't seen it in a year. It's like, oh my gosh, how are you? So do you still have dogs? <laughs> do you still have that child of yours? <laughs> it was actually a child. I was like talking to him. It's like, I don't have a dog. I have the kid. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. I thought it was a dog. <laughs> And so let's talk about me now. Cause I am my grandfather's grandson. But like I was I'm like my department's extrovert. I am the one like my office was the hallway for a while just because I was the only person who could take it. And I was like the I was like the bouncer for our department to keep like the riff raff out, which was just the people who wanted to talk to us about things. Oh I get that. So I was like, Oh yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. And then like go on their way. And man, I have had like I think I've been working from home some, and it's amazing, and I love it. And I'm also can't wait for like the office to be reopened again.
0: (laughs) I also can't wait for Austin's office to be reopened again. (gasps) Just because. If you work from home, you know what I'm saying. Even if you are working from home and no one else is here, you're never really alone because you always have this office happening. But then when you're working from home and someone else is here, it's like you've got two offices happening now. <laughs> yes. He's act- he's he's not like our offices are on different floors. It's fine.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I am usually pretty good. I'll only come down with important questions and, and memes.
0: Or to read my email that I'm angrily sending off to the company that I purchased a computer from.
1: You very specifically asked me to read that.
0: I did because I was proud of it.
1: You did a very good job. The customer service rep should feel afraid.
0: I was supposed to get a computer on May 4th. It is, as we record this, May 15th, I think. May 16th. It's um, it's May 32nd. It has not arrived. And to be clear, I'm very nice to customer service reps because their jobs suck. But then I got to this one guy who I'm aware that the hold times are held against them. So the first couple of times I was on hold and I could hear him just whistling through his teeth. I was like, OK, this really doesn't bother me. Like whatever. And then I'm waiting on on hold, quote unquote, for 10 minutes. And I have to go. So I'm like, hey, is, is someone there? And the whistling stops. And then for about two minutes, and then the whistling starts again. And I said, I can hear you whistling. I know you're there. And immediately the hold music comes on. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing for the next five minutes or the preceding 10 minutes, but it certainly wasn't getting me an escalation number, which is what I needed because I called back the next day and the guy I talked to that day was like, okay, what's your escalation number? And I read it to him and he goes, you're calling about a printer? No. So you're not calling about a printer that won't connect to Wi-Fi? Not even a little. This guy had made up an escalation number and then hung up on me when I asked him why he hadn't responded when I could hear him on the phone. He hung up. So uh, I did not. I, I am not a Karen. I s- did not ask for him to get fired. I just said, I feel like that needs to be reviewed and he needs to undergo retraining because clearly something is not right. But that was not the only thing I said. I also praised the other two that I had talked to because yeah. they did good jobs. Anyway, uh, yeah, don't order a computer and expect it to arrive on time, I guess.
1: Yeah. How dare they give oh, you an a- oh, a-
0: And the response I finally got after talking to several people today was, we expect it will be several more weeks. I didn't tell you that part. Oh. So I was like, nope, nope, fuck you. I I want my money back. All right. Uh, Despite the fact that even many extroverts want to be able to keep working from home and not have these social obligations, they also discovered that during the pandemic, the extroverts were the most likely to go out, ignore social distancing rules, and not wear masks.
1: Sons of bitches. Introverts
0: were more likely to just not leave the goddamned house. This does not mean everyone. Uh, there was an interview with somebody who identifies as an extrovert who was like, I had some major FOMO watching my other extrovert friends go out and do stuff. But I also realized that they were not making good decisions and a lot of them got COVID. And she's like, and I still got COVID, but I did not get it to the extent that some of them did. And I did not spread it like they did. I just got unlucky. And she's also married to an introvert. So she's like, my introverted wife was like, fuck you, you're not going out, which Austin knows all too well.
1: Yes. Okay, I wasn't like, oh cool, let's go to Coachella. I was like, "Hey, can I go hang out at my friend's house and play a game?" And
0: I had I would interrogate him. It was... What exactly has your friend been doing? What type of job do they have? Do they wear masks at their work? Turns out they work in the back office of a medical thing. I'm like, oh, well, that's fine then. Because not, yeah. not human med- medical. Yeah, dog medical. So I'm like, this is the p- potentially the safest person to be around because he has to wear a mask for his normal job anyway. Anyway, now this, does, of course, does mean that all introverts weren't going out and all extroverts were going out. And since most people are ambiverts anyway, we can blame all of this on them.
1: God, I felt like I was 12 again. It's like, can I go to my friend's house? Have you finished your homework? No.
0: <laughs> okay, though, you, I, I bet his wife was doing the exact same fucking thing.
1: Oh, yeah. His wife is a lot like you.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So, yeah, she was.
0: Um. Sh- 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 anyway, uh, in an article from The Atlantic, the extrovert Amanda Mull said she spent the last year having a lot of conversations with friends about boundaries. She's talked about how these conversations resulted in them, uh, both her—she's her, an extrovert and her introverted friends and everybody in between— realized that people need to learn to respect each other's boundaries when it comes to social expectations. And it turns out that extroverts don't want to accept every invitation either. That was one thing she talked about. She's like, yeah, I feel a lot of pressure to say yes to every invitation when I realized over the last year with COVID that I didn't want to.
1: Oh, I will say right now, uh, I want to say yes to every invitation, but I realized I will quickly burn out And I'm glad I'm not, but it's like, oh man, I want to. And then like in a week, I'll be miserable and hate everything for a while.
0: It also turns out that both introverts and extroverts want some kind of structure when the world reopens, not the daily grind structure we had before, which everybody seems to agree was not going well, but more of a, let's stop having vague plans and start making sure they're solid. So things like let's meet up later is meaningless, but let's meet up on Saturday at two at this place, not meaningless. Especially because a lot of times let's meet up later means let's meet up when it's convenient for me and I expect you to drop everything and come. That is a problem, especially for someone like me, who I don't know if it's being an introvert or having some severe anxiety, but I need like a week to pump up for any event. Like being told, like being asked, like, do you want to do something today? I'm like, oh, fuck, no, not always, but sometimes. Or if an event is being changed significantly, I need to know a week or so. ahead. Like if it's a big event and all of a sudden it's turning in from, you know, three people to 12 people, I will have a panic attack if I find out when I get there. So that's what things that they both talked about. Both the introverts and the extroverts like we want structure. We want to make plans. We want to have if we decide to have plans, we want them to be stuck to. That way, we all have structure in our lives, and maybe we can all get along better. Um, in general, introverts are expected to have a a harder time adjusting to the, after the world fully reopens than ambiverts and extroverts. But everyone is expected to freak out. Extroverts think that they're going to be fine. Ambiverts think they're going to be fine. But between all of the losses over the last year, how we've been learning to communicate in new ways, worrying about illness and safety, normal is not going to be normal. And a lot of people don't really fully grasp that yet. We're not just going to return to how things were before. That will never happen. So we're expecting that introverts will really, really flail. But in reality, and and that's a uh, non-therapist expectation, therapists be like, oh no, y'all are going to freak out. 100% Uh, of y'all are going to freak out.
1: Yeah, like all, a bunch of... Okay, I'm nerdy as fuck. So all of my friends are really excited about in-person Dungeons and Dragons again. And I'm excited about it too. And we're making these grand plans that I know are never going to happen. And it's just going to disappoint everybody.
0: And there's also the, um, the fear that some people may overcompensate, where extroverts or even introverts will start going out constantly because they feel like they need to make up for lost time and they will be engaged in unsafe activities especially now that we no longer apparently have to wear masks we also don't have to prove that we're vaccinated to do that
1: Uh, as as vaccinated people we're probably going to be fine
0: oh yeah this doctor put on on twitter the other day how do we know who's vaccinated and uh and therefore doesn't need a mask and i came very close to responding with the ones who are wearing masks are the ones who are vaccinated (laughs) and or both introverts and extroverts could end up retreating completely inside because they really get out in the world they're like oh shit they and this is just what's going to happen. People are going to have extreme reactions. So do, uh, on all sides, people in various studies were found who have been able to reflect over the past year and realize what boundaries they need to set, what they were doing before that they did and did not want to be doing, and how many of their choices are based on outside pressure rather than what's actually good for their mental health. So back to the question, do introverts and extroverts exist? Yes. Yes. We have brain scans to prove it. We know for a fact that those internet tests and even many site classes are making things binary when they're not. In fact, most people are neither introverts nor extroverts. And we also know that things can change over time. The big unanswered question is how you became one. Is it a self fulfilling prophecy where you decided that you were one so you became one? uh if is it one where you would just have these lived experiences that turn you into something, or are you born this way since your brain is reacting chemically and physically differently we don't know i like i said i fall on the side of lived experiences more than i fall on the side of nurture over nature in most things
1: i feel like i feel like lived experience is more it and the way your brain is reacting is some weird just brain thing because your brain reacts to stuff based on learned stuff too
0: yeah yeah it's And so to determine this, it would probably take a long term study, like over a decade or more, and it would probably be a very unethical study in which you tell somebody you are an introvert and you are an extrovert. Now go into the universe. That's super unethical. There have been studies like that that have been done, and then you know people turned up really super fucked up when they grew up. Um. So, but I'll say this: we know that for a fact that when a cable kid is labeled a bully, their bullying behaviors increase. So maybe while introverts and extroverts unquestionably exist, maybe instead of labeling ourselves or labeling others as something we can start to actually control who we are if we don't live by those labels. And that is introverts, extroverts, and ambiverts.
1: (sighs) Wow. Talking about this made me want to just go sit inside and not talk to people a little bit, but also at the same time, just run screaming through the street until I make a friend.
0: I can't believe that I am the person who went out to a restaurant and out of the two of us. It's
1: killing me. It is killing me. I want to go so badly it, it was, to a restaurant. I mean, okay.
0: And I'll tell you though, it was awesome. The people I went out with, they actually were like making and them like, and they added in there, there is no pressure on you to come because they know like how seriously I've taken the last year. And I was like, no, I'm absolutely coming. I'm so excited to see you guys. And I can honestly say part of it was them saying, there's no pressure. I'm like, you're giving me a legitimate choice. And I believe that if I said, no, I'm good, they would have been like, okay. And they wouldn't have been like, you know, I'll screw you. And that's makes such a difference. Like what I've talked about with this being, you know, engaging in introverted behaviors. Let's put it that way. I think having the knowledge that I can say no is enough to make me more willing to say yes. I think that might be the case.
1: Ooh, so we just need to give you that escape window. Oh yeah. If I... Oh oh it's oh, no the uh it's not escape hatch it's like escape pods. I um
0: I need to find the back the glitch to the back room. Yeah. We'll leave the other one here with you. What? <laughs> Austin spends so much time on TikTok and has not come across the back room yet. Mine's mostly
1: again uh huge nerd it's mostly Dungeons and Dragons content.
0: Austin spends so much time on TikTok guys. He needs to start making videos if he's going to spend that much time on there.
1: But why make videos when I can just watch other people talk about the crazy shit they've done on Dungeons & Dragons?
0: Anyway, are you ready for some questions? I
1: was born ready.
0: But not born an extrovert. No. Probably.
1: Who, uh, what are you talking about? I was shaking people's hands out of the womb.
0: That's really creepy. It
1: was. I want you
0: to imagine that image. You're covered in SpaghettiOs still. and <laughs> It's like, Hi. He had a full set of teeth. His beard was already there. Full set
1: of teeth, big winning smile, shook the doctor's hand. And you (laughs) know what? That doctor was a reference on my resume. So networking.
0: His resume and getting into the best preschool.
1: Yeah. That's how you get in. You got to (laughs) network.
0: All right. Well, this be on the test. There are actual physical and chemical differences in introvert and extrovert brains. Yes. Even Carl Jung, the inventor of the concept, said most people fall in the middle.
1: Yeah, that will be on the test.
0: Schools, workplaces, etc. don't seem to recognize that this is not a binary and totally ignore the fact that most people are ambiverts. No, that won't be on the
1: test because that will make their professional development look bad. So,
0: Well, the fact that you need to have a theater person like me creating all of your professional development be on the test. That should be
1: on the test because you deserve more credit.
0: I'll tell you, I will not make you get up and play theater games the whole time because you know who really, really hates um, teamwork activities? Me. So- and it has nothing to do with being an introvert. It's because I am busy and this is wasting my time.
1: Oh, God. It got worse when like they decided to bring team building to online meetings. Mm-hmm. And I work with um, people who are not so great with the computers and putting people who didn't know computers in charge of breakout sessions oh. and trying to like manage that was a nightmare. And the people running it were, had muted themselves or were just muting other people. And like, there was an entire like five minute stretch where someone was talking and we were trying to get their attention in chat, but she had muted all of us and she'd muted herself and she was talking. And it was from the extreme low angle. So it was like, we were just looking up her nose this entire time, trying to get her, tell her that we can't hear you. And I don't think she ever noticed.
0: See, I'll tell you, my workplaces have done a really great job. We have virtual happy hours where there is no pressure to be there. Um, but it really, is if you want to w- drink alcohol during these, it is a virtual happy hour. You are welcome to. And we also have like icebreaker questions, which are just things like one of them was, "Would you rather have ten wishes from a genie, with each one having a ten percent chance of being of getting him getting it right, or would you rather have one wish from a genie, but he has a hundred percent chance of getting it right?" Like things like that, just.
1: I'd go with the one wish. I did too. Yeah.
0: Um, In part because I was like, okay, even if I hit that 10% on each of the other 10 wishes, which version of genie lore are we talking about? Because if... I need him to get it 100% right, 100% of the time, because if you fuck up a genie wish, your life will go to hell and you will end up locked in a closet because you came out of the back room.
1: Or I was about to say, you will actually, you will accidentally end up like, you know, in some cursed existence. Like, oh no, I wish to be, su- I wish to be super wealthy and now I'm strapped in Fort Knox as a bar of gold.
0: <laughs> that was the most bizarre sentence I have ever heard. Uh, uh- Where did that come from? A
1: year of isolation, where watching people play Dungeons and Dragons on TikTok has been my only form of socialization.
0: Meanwhile, I have fallen into things like the backroom theory, and <laughs> so really, I think
1: cryptids. My... And so, I think uh, next week I'm covering um, the effects of isolation
0: on madness. He's just going to like you. He's going to use all the secret recordings he's done of me over the last year. I'll I'll break out the. Oh, uh,
1: I'll, I'll break out the. Twitter account I did of all the stuff you said while you are on Ambien.
0: Oh my god, that was the best Twitter account ever. I miss Ambien. I wish it still worked for me.
1: Me too, because...
0: I slept. It was kind of great. Comedy gold. I bought myself some great presents. Yes. But I'll talk about that another time. I think we
1: did. We talked about the Fragrant Jewels.
0: But, you know, I really got to go teach Austin all about the backroom theory. So, everybody, where can can people find us?
1: They can find us on Twitter at OnTheTestPod, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OnTheTestPod, on Instagram at OnTheTestPod, and our website, OnTheTestPod.com.
0: And I'm guessing we're making a TikTok now. We probably should. I feel like we would be more dedicated to that than I have been to our Instagram because you have like 10 seconds and you can just be dumb and don't have to spend an hour trying to make a Canva logo. Oh, no, no. Canva's great. Canva, if you want to sponsor us, you're great. Excuse me. But I ain't got time. It's just the two of us. We
1: can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. So I probably cut out the silence because I do that automatically. (laughs) But there was a solid minute of silence after that. (laughs)
0: I'm sorry, but like that, that one was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> was it? Though? Remember that time though, you gave me bonus action points or some shit around of D and D because I broke into talking about Dre. Yeah, because uh, that... it made sense in context.
1: So there's a uh, mechanic in Dungeons and Dragons called Inspiration, where you can like give someone basically like a reroll on something like for later because they did something amazing, and she did that for a you forgot about Dre.
0: Yeah, but I, mean, I, I went through the whole rap. She did. It was
1: I, I had no idea.
0: I didn't know I still knew it. So um, after this, we're going to go listen to some hip hop music. I'm going to explain the backroom theory to Austin. And then we're going to go let backroom me either out of the closet or find a way to get her back into where she belongs.
1: I've just, I've just been throwing her our leftovers. I'm not sure I'd feed it. That's what she's been writing with. On
0: the walls. Yeah, we we should probably go check on this. So, on that note. Yep. Class dismissed. Class dismissed.